Hey everyone, welcome back to the Backline Soccer Podcast. I'm Ian, and I'm here with... Michael. And we're going to give you a great show today. good how about um, you i've been pretty good dude uh just got back from a sunny little vacay down in la what part um we were staying in malibu but um yeah <laughs> i i'm it kind of sucks to be back in rainy portland oregon yeah. but it's all right um but yeah stayed in malibu took a couple days went into la got some good food did some shopping saw some family so yeah it was all good um but yeah just to kind of fill the listeners in max is not with us today he has a wedding to be at i said to fuck off (laughs) yeah so it's just max and ian at the wheel but um yeah we're excited to tag team this episode together and um yeah just kind of catch up because like i said it's been a couple weeks it's been a minute yeah, so um, you got a jersey on today? I do. Got the City Away kit from, or jersey from last last year. Nice. The multicolor, the all black. Yeah. Gotta love a black kit. You can't go wrong. Um, who's the first player you think of when you see that one? Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, same. Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> <laughs> same here. Um, what you got? I'm wearing the 2014-2015 Bayern Munich um, home. It's a long sleeve, cool. and there's actually pretty good story around this shirt, so I'll try and make it quick. Um, one of my friends who I played high school and college soccer with had this jersey right when it came out, and I was like in love with it at first sight, and I like I was like, dude, what? I'll trade you any jersey for that. I'll pay like almost anything for it. Like, what do you want for it? And he's like, oh, I'm never getting rid of this. Well, a couple months ago, um, he hit me up and he was like, hey, I'm getting rid of that jersey and you're the first person <laughs> I thought of. Like, do you still want it? And uh, I was like, yeah. So he, he lives in Georgia now, but he was um, nice enough to ship it up to me. Um, and it was not in great shape when I got it. There was a couple stains on the um, white part of the collar. And then the kind of see a little yeah, bit. There. Yeah, yeah. It was not bad. Yeah, I, I made it better because it was like yellow before. <laughs> now it's just kind of like dark, um, <laughs> dark white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then the lettering, the Bayern Munich lettering, or Bayern München lettering <laughs> on the back was falling off. So I, in a roundabout way, found this guy who does kit repairs, but he is in Ireland. So I shipped this jersey to him in October of 2022. It's April 2023 now, um, and I just got it back. It took forever, Um, and it's nothing against the guy that did the um, that did the the repair. 
Um, if you're interested or if you have any jerseys that need repairing, he's at Footprint on Instagram or Twitter. He's great. The jersey, the, the letter replacement that he did on the back looks brand new. Um, it was worth the wait, I think. And he's, like, pretty affordable, too. The only thing is, is, like, if you want a quicker turnaround, you're paying more for international shipping. Mm-hmm. I did, like, the dirt cheap oh, yeah. international yeah, shipping. No tracking. To. Like, yeah. just kind of a shot in the dark. If it makes <laughs> it, it makes it. If it doesn't, it wasn't meant to be. So um, that's the story on the shirt I'm wearing. Um, it's definitely out of all of my long sleeve shirts. It's my favorite. Yeah. Um, I love the blue and red coluring. And it fits me the best. Like it's just you know this when you got so clean. when you got yeah when you got a shirt that just like fits well. It's like even if it's not the best looking one, best design, it's still your it's favorite. Still your favorite. Yeah, for it's just chef's kiss. Um, so yeah, it's a shirt I'm wearing. But the next thing I wanted to talk to you about is what your soccer viewing experience has looked like since the last time we recorded. And that can be MLS, it could be EPL, whatever. Like, let's just let's just hear it. I've watched so much football, to be honest. Like, I'm obviously being unemployed. I have nothing but time. Yeah. So I've been able to watch like weeks four and five. Watch every basically every single game because yeah. I watch my replays on Apple, Apple TV. Uh, I most weekends or not last weekend because it was international duty, but um, worst. <laughs> I wake up hella early. Yeah. Watch all the matches between EPL, the Bundesliga, yeah. La Liga. Just watch whatever I can, to be honest. Dude, it's kind of great with the, um, especially now that MLS is in full swing, but like you have EPL uh, that kicks off like those games on the early side start at like 4.30. Yeah. So if you're up for that game, you can watch everything until now that MLS is going, you can watch until like 9 p.m. It's amazing. It's like a dream. Yeah. It's it's so great. Um, I'm in a position where I am primarily watching my uh, 11-month-old son. So I don't – my viewing experience has changed since Mm -hmm. he's been born. A lot of it is – it's always on still, but it's a lot of it – a lot of the time, unless I'm watching a replay while he's napping or something, mm-hmm. a lot of the time it's in the background, yeah. yeah, and I'll look up if there's a goal or, you know, a big tackle or something. Something where the the announcers are, um, they make it clear that something big just happened yeah. and I pop my head up. And it's, with my luck, I will be keeping an eye, a pretty good eye on a game, and I'll, like, look away and a goal will happen. Oh, naturally. That's been my luck lately, and it's oh. it sucks, but... Um, yeah, international break was rough. I think I was telling you before we started recording, it's hard to watch those games. Not from like, oh, this is so tough to watch. It's literally hard to yeah. watch the games. It's like you can't it's find them. Stream. Yeah, like most TV channels don't even have it unless you have like TNT, but yeah. who has cable nowadays? Yeah. When I, I know one of the U.S. men's national team Both games was on, on TNT. TNT. I'm like... I mean, I had to watch in Spanish on Peacock, yeah. which was fine. I don't yeah, understand it, but it's fine. fine enough. But, yeah, it's just so bizarre. So I'm glad international breaks over. I'm glad MLS is back. Um, it's It's been, honestly, for me, and I'm not just saying this because we're making a podcast about it, it's been, for me, awesome to get more invested in MLS and mm-hmm. watch different teams rather than just watching the Sounders. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I still love watching the Sounders, but it's been fun watching other teams and learning about other teams and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm glad to hear that you're doing well, even though you're, you're not working, but you know, 
you're consuming all the football you can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Able to focus on other things in life that you might not otherwise have time for. Oh man, that's probably the best part. Like being able to spend time with with Anna, spend time yeah. with my dog Parker. Dude, like it's that's something I would never yeah. take away. It's like, the best. I, I like when I first um, stopped working to take care of my son. It was tough at first because. It was just totally new. Yeah. But then after a couple of weeks, you're like, oh, wait, like I can talk to my friends about making a podcast. I can like go on more walks with the dog, whatever it may be. So, yeah, it's great. Enjoy it because it won't last forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, for today's episode, I think let's just talk about like the games that most recently took place. So week six um, and then within that little segment we'll also talk about like the current standings for eastern and western conference and then we'll talk about um what we think how we think the league will shape up as far as end of season standings does that sound good to you sounds good to me okay let's rock it cool and then after that we want to touch on the drama that's going on at la galaxy quite a bit to talk about there Klein Um, out (laughs) yeah Klein out that's the movement uh and then we'll sign off Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Match week six in MLS is in the books. I felt like, I mean, I didn't watch every single game, but I felt like it was a little boring. Yeah, it was. There's too many draws. Yeah, exactly. 100%, dude. I was like, after all the games finished, this um when i woke up this morning i was like i'm take a peek what happened in the games that i didn't watch and i was like geez a little boring but um score lines lines don't always tell the full story obviously like with uh dallas versus portland portland had a late late saucy goal to salvage the point away at dallas but uh, the game I want to start us off with is Atlanta versus New York Red Bull. Um, Atlanta came away with a 1-0 victory. And they got the goal in the seventh minute, I believe. Super early. <clears throat> real early. And it was the um, recent signing from Celtic over in Scotland. And I'm I'm so afraid to even try and say his name because uh, I, I know I'll butcher it. I'll give it a shot. Uh, Giacomacus. Something like that. <laughs> we'll go with that because it sounds a Worst hell of a lot better than what I would have said. Um, and he got his goal was off like a rebound, uh, mm-hmm. scrappy goal. And then they just kind of hunkered down the rest of the game. Um, I mean, after their game last week, I can imagine why. They yeah. Battered, so. Yeah, and I think they were um, – still pretty heavily rotated from international um guys on international duty kind of letting um the guys that went away ease their way back into the fold which i think we saw a lot of teams do did almada play um he didn't start that's for sure Hmm. um he might have come in late on um but yeah red bull just i don't know they couldn't they in the second, especially in the second half, they were knocking on the door the whole time, mm-hmm. but they just didn't have that. F- yeah, that final like uh, quality, I guess you yeah. could say. Um, I think they they led with shots, but they didn't have as many shots on target. So it's just like the 
everything going on in the final third just wasn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they were maybe trying to force it a little bit. Um, and another quick note on this game, uh, it was Atlanta's first win against the Red Bull since coming into the league in really? 2017. Yeah, they had never beaten them up until this point. Um, well, then Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, so it's got to feel good for them to get that monkey off their back. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything you want to throw in for this game? Not too much. This is one I didn't really get to watch, to be honest. I was intrigued by it, but then yeah. as soon as I saw a little controversy around the Nashville and Orlando game, mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, I want to watch, yeah. watch that one instead. But. Yeah. Um, I, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago when we recorded. I don't Maybe it was in the group chat. Atlanta, when they're when they have all their number one choices playing, they look scary. Um, Almada's unreal. He got speaking of Almada, he got Player of the Month for MLS. Wow, four games, four or four goals, four assists. Jordan Morris snubbed. No, I think it's <laughs> I think it's well deserved yeah. from Almada. Um, and he's he's a bright. Um, he's he will contribute to the um the growth of the league in a, in a big way and he actually did start the game i stand corrected oh. sorry about that um so yeah that's all i've got on this game i think next we can move on to um sounders who visited la galaxy oh yeah go for it this is a fun game uh sounders dominated in the first half like yeah. i thought it was gonna be yeah, a delicate game did. like it was last week like, I thought it was going to be, the, like, 4-0. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Goals from Jordan Morris. Shout out. Seven goals now. Insane golden boot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, stand up for him. Some Leo Chu, a goal and an assist. He's proving me wrong right now, and I love I, it. I called this. Before the you season did. started, I was like, it's going to be the breakout <laughs> year. There's no way you can drop him now at this point. No. Like, yeah. MLS says five goals. I'm going to say four. Or five assists. I'm going to say four assists for him in two games. Like, Okay. Now that's insane output, especially for a winger. Yeah, I know. And, and now you, now you're kind of seeing a little glimpse of why the Sounders invested so heavily mm-hmm. with this guy. And I said to you in the group chat the other day, I just hope he can. Obviously, he can't. He won't play like he's playing right now all yeah. season. I'm sorry, he there's won't. There's no way. There's, Realistically, there's, yeah, there's not many players who will play like that all season. Um, but. It'll be great to see if he can find some level of consistency mm-hmm. and um, just go with it and be a big, big factor in the Sounders um, challenging for trophies like the Supporters Shield and MLS Cup. Interesting about this thing, this game too. Uh, it was a tale of two halves. Hundred percent. To be honest, like LA Galaxy after I don't know what Vanny said to them in the locker room, but they looked like a completely different team. Yeah. Change formation for one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, they went three, to five, three. Two immediately. Yeah. Yep. And they just overwhelmed the Sounders. Like, yeah. I haven't seen the Sounders look that exhausted mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah, they after 60, 70 minutes, they looked pretty flat. Yeah. Like, it looked like they had, um, like, a two two games in three days sort of thing or something yeah. like that. Like, la- like last season after the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think you hit that on the head. They looked very flat, and they better not come out like that against St. Louis next week because St. Louis, even though they lost, still a great-looking team. Um, 
I'm eating my words on that on them. Too, yeah, like. yeah, you, yeah. You had the one really great prediction with Leo Chu and a not so good one <laughs> St. Louis. But to your defense, I don't think anyone would have predicted no. St. Louis starting the way they have. Like I'm also like a I'm a, a sports betting writer as mm. well. I'll say cover the Sounders. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the season, St. Louis had a their betting odds were at plus twenty thousand <laughs> on the outrights. To win MLS Cup, yeah. What like is that, it now? Uh, sixteen hundred. So it has jumped up an insane amount. Mm-hmm. I've never seen any team in any league ever make that kind of jump, but for real. Um, but yeah, back back on track. Yeah, back on track. Um, what else? What else you got from this game? I mean, like you just said, a tale of two halves. Um, some some VAR controversy with the new who. What do you think of that call? That's tough because, and I don't know the rule exactly, so um, I'm probably going to put my foot in my mouth here, but he does make himself bigger. Mm-hmm. I don't think he means to. Mm-hmm. I think it's a symptom of putting your hands behind your back like that. Your elbows just kind of yeah. automatically go out, especially if you're turning to try and like block a shot. Yeah, and it's not like he's like trying to turn his elbow yeah. that way. He's yeah. literally trying to turn, turn his chest. body. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, I do get where uh, the frustration from Danny and Galaxy is coming from because it, you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, he made himself bigger. That's not his silhouette. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like... It's not like it was intentional. Yeah, it's not intentional. It's I think it's, like I said, a symptom of putting your hands behind your back. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think... I think the ref probably made the right call, especially by the rule... Yeah, the, like the law. Um, it's a tough call for any ref to make. Like for it's, sure. Like damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah, and after Vanny was having a go in his <laughs> press conference and screaming about they're the only VAR is the only um, aspect of this game where they have a do over. Um, and I do think that the some of the criticism on VAR is fair. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, but but it's like okay yes that's true vanny but at the same time if they go back and look at it and let's say they watch it four times and they're like i don't know they're gonna they're gonna stand with their call that made that was made on the field so um but i get it he's frustrated with everything that's going on at that club right now (laughs) and that was probably you know he he didn't really i don't think thought a lot about what he said he just kind of let it rip oh yeah he's he pulled a conte yeah yeah he just yeah he let it go without murdering his own club yeah yeah. (laughs) oh my god r.i.p antonio conte the the rant in like broken italian english was like the best iconic i loved it yeah me me too so spursy um but yeah happy for the sounders to come away with another win um, they probably are like already close to equaling their wins on the road from last year. Oh, 1000%. <laughs> yeah. Which is a shame to say, but happy that they've turned it around and having a better season so far this year. One thing before we move on. Yeah. So obviously Raul came on in the 60th minute mm. or 65th. Almost, almost, almost got on the score sheet. Almost got on the score sheet. But I know the sample size is really small, but do we think that the Sounders look better with with him or without him on the pitch right now? 
I am not going to go as far as to say <laughs> we look better without him. I will say he, um, in my eyes, isn't a starter at this point. Yeah. He's coming off the bench until further notice, until uh, J-Mo loses form, until Leo Chu um, loses form. Or Haber loses yeah, form, even. exactly. He's coming off the bench, and I think, uh, I've said it in the past, I'll say it again, I think he's... Um, I think he's a super competitive guy. Yeah. And it'll, it'll just, it will only benefit him and the Sounders in the long run. Mm-hmm. They're just going to push him to work harder and get back in that yeah. spot and start hopefully scoring a bunch of goals again. But what do you think? Do you think they're better without him? I think so far, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's been proven so far in the games that he's actually played. Yeah. Like, this seems like the offense is a little more dynamic. It's, for me, it seems like Raul doesn't know what the other three are going to be doing. Like, he seems to be, like, so hell-bent on coming back to, like, a false nine or even, like, a second number ten. He does come deep to receive the ball. And then there's, and by the time the wingers get it, there's no one to play to. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that, like, everything's so circumstantial. Like, in the, like, past, especially last year when he was healthy, he was, I agree, dropping deep to receive the ball a mm-hmm. lot just to get on the ball. But... It was just such an off season last yeah. year that he he may have felt a little more pressure, like ah, like I'm I'm only playing like every other two weeks and mm-hmm. like we're not winning. I need to come in and like be the difference. Yeah. When, um, in reality, it, he couldn't. I mean, he he definitely could have had a better season when he was healthy, but you know, it was it was the whole team, and so and everyone was down. Yeah. Last season, like. Yeah, he'll find form. Yeah, he'll get back to his normal self. But just... he had, God, if he had somehow found the back of the net, um, when he I, I would be saying what on. I'm saying now. <laughs> yeah, and it it might you know jumpstart something. It might get him going for the season. Yeah, but Schmetz is doing a great job managing that team. I think um, playing the playing the players that um, played really well in the previous week. You know, pretty much saying hey. You guys won us the game last week. Go out and do yeah. it again, and uh, they and they both showed they, up. Yeah, yeah, they did their part. <laughs> so, um, got it. I think a lot of credit to Brian Schmetzer for not like um, folding to like the DP tag mm-hmm. that is Raul Ruiz and being like, you you need to earn it. Yeah, name one coach in MLS that would actually do that besides Brian Schmetzer. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a couple out there, um, but. I don't know. Maybe since he's coach, because I, I just feel like that's a really good, like, disciplined team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Pineda, because uh, he kind of learned under Schmetz a little sure. bit. So Under the school of Schmetz. Yeah, school of Schmetz. <laughs> I like that. All right. Um, next, we'll be talking about Toronto and Charlotte. 2-2 draw. Um, this game was highlighted by... The Bernadeschi oh. Olympico. The Olympico. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. The wind yeah. helped. Yeah. I, I, I read that <laughs> after the game, and I don't know. It's like, that does help, but he's a pretty classy player. Yeah. So you got to think if he was trying to do that, whether it was a windy night or not, it he'd be, he'd be able to like at least get it on frame. Yeah. Um, so maybe the wind did help him a little bit, but I, I I don't know. I don't really like that. I feel like that's taken away from the that's player fair. a little bit. I'll take his balls to do that too. I'll yeah, give him that. Hundred um, <laughs> percent. I scored an Olympico in high school. 
I was taking a corner. Don't ask why. <laughs> I was like the tallest player on my team taking a corner. Um, we weren't very good my senior year, so I ended up doing a lot of stuff that I otherwise wouldn't be doing. <laughs> but, yeah, scored an Olympico. There's my claim to fame. I like it. Yeah, and it wasn't windy, so I had no help. <laughs> <laughs> it was all skill at yeah, that point. all me, all me. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, Charlotte – I'm sorry, I want to say Toronto. I think Charlotte showed a lot of grit to come back and get the point out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, they look a little rough yeah, so far this season. Yeah, they have, and I think they're um, – I think the bar that – they have set for themselves is pretty high. Mm-hmm. They kind of had some um, some shit to live up to this season, <laughs> but not off to the greatest start. I think they will be happy in the point yeah. that they got because in for my money, Toronto was the better team. A lot of times when you're coming away from a game where you weren't the better team, but you've managed a point, it's it feels it feels better yeah, yeah it feels better like if if Galaxy had squeezed out a point against Sounders they would have been really happy yeah. with that I think like the Timbers in Dallas where Timbers have the last second yeah, goal exactly yeah like a win yeah um so yeah I mean I I I want to talk about this game because of the Bernardeski goal yeah great goal if you haven't seen it yet um watch all the, over Twitter yeah honestly yeah just go on Twitter and type Bernardeski or go watch the highlights on YouTube or Apple TV wherever you want to watch the highlights can you even watch the highlights on YouTube I don't know anymore actually I, since Apple TV has yeah, the rights I haven't tried it interesting okay well I'll try it and um, come back to you guys next <laughs> week and let you know what I find um, and then the next game we wanted to shout out was uh, Nashville Nashville against Orlando. Orlando. So, what you got? It's a tragic game for Orlando, at least. Yeah. Nashville obviously came out uh, with uh, all three points with goals from uh, Fafa Picot and Hany Mukhtar. Finally got his first goal of the season. Baller. He's, He's such a, a stud. Yeah. He's so good. He's really good. Uh, Orlando was robbed, to really? be honest. Uh, the first goal that Fafa Picot got, uh, the ball was moving when Mukhtar actually did the kick. Oh no! So but the it, ref missed it. The ref missed it. Like it was, it was clear and obvious. Everyone saw. Even the commentator saw. The ball was still moving, and then just booted up. Easy goal. Jeez, dude. Uh, Mukhtar, he got had a fantastic goal. Just easy, just a little touch in, right, yeah. right place, right time. Orlando, the weird thing with them, they had all the chances in the world. They were constantly in the box. Always had a, almost like every other play. They had a shot on goal. It felt mm-hmm. like. But they just couldn't finish yeah. anything. I feel like that's just such a theme in MLS. Like, some really talented attacking players, but maybe not enough around them to mm-hmm. make that final product what it needs to be. Um, didn't Orlando City just win the Open Cup? They did. Or last last yeah. season's Open Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So defending Open Cup champs, struggling out of the gate a little bit. A little bit this season. They're starting starting to find their footing. Mm-hmm. Uh, their coach Oscar Pereja, he's starting yeah. to get them yeah. gelling a little more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sad game. They currently Orlando sits in seventh in the East on eight points. Technically still a playoff spot, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. You horrible. would you would hope that um they they will hope that they can find a little bit more form. 
and start scoring more goals yeah. because their goal differential right now is minus one. Yeah. There's at least two penalty shouts for Orlando in that game that the okay. ref just blew off. Our MLS ref. Okay, well, yeah, that sucks for Orlando. Great for Nashville. That jumps them up to fifth place on ten points in the East. They're okay. back in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. In case you didn't know, <laughs> they've bounced back and forth a couple times. Um, quick little fun fact about Nashville because I just thought of it. The last. I don't. I don't think it was the last MLS game that was played before uh, the lockdown for COVID started, but it was the last Timbers home game that was played before lockdown started. I was at, and it was against Nashville. Really? Yeah. You know, just kind of like a monumental time in everyone's lives. So I remember that being <laughs> being at the game. Yeah, and then like. A week later, like everything shut down, Ugh. and I'm trying to remember the result. I think Portland won, and it was a really scrappy game. I think they either won or it was a draw. Right in the Timbers mantra. Yeah, scrappy, yep. <laughs> scrappy, ugly. Um, however you want to phrase it, <laughs> I'll say scrappy because it sounds. It'll better. be scrappy. It sounds nicer. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. The last game, which. Um, is a great result for one team. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> result for the other. Vancouver 5. Their Canadian rivals, Montreal, nil. You cover the Whitecaps pretty extensively. Um, I think when we did uh, one of our recordings earlier in the season, you, it sounded like you had pretty high hopes for Vancouver. I did. And uh, that might be starting to come to fruition because five goals against any team is no mean feat. Mm-hmm. Especially with the players that they're using, too. Like, they're using a, a couple of backups because players just getting injured. Yeah. They want to save them for the Champions League. Okay. Uh, which it sounds weird to say the Whitecaps are in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> but they're using their kids, which not many MLS teams are known to do. I love that. Give the kids a chance. Uh, give the kids a chance. Especially in such a long regular season where these early games don't matter as much. Mm-hmm. Throw like, them out. Might as well get them, give yeah, them a chance. Throw them out there. What do you think with Sounders have Vargas because we gave them the chance? Mm-hmm. Atencio. New who. Atencio. Same, that same thing. Like yeah. these, these teams that want that are invest in the youth, yeah. just fucking use them. It pays off. Definitely pays off. Uh, the Whitecaps could be a dark horse in the West, to be honest. Obviously, I think they're they're almost guaranteed to make the playoffs now that there's nine or eight teams going in. Yep. I think they're going to start a run. They've switched their they've been sticking with the four three two one, the Christmas tree formation. Mm-hmm. Who's their like go to guy right now? Like who's the maestro? Ryan Gold, the Scottish Messi. Nice. Is he left footed? <laughs> He's left footed. Yes. Too. Uh, back in the uh, when he was playing in Scotland, everyone uh-huh. called him the Scottish Messi. Everyone thought he was going to be really good. I then... love nicknames like that. Like they call Phil Foden the Stockport Iniesta. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it, I love when they, yeah, it, those are great nicknames. Now, Ryan Gold's like their talisman, but they've actually started building around him a little more. Mm-hmm. And they're looking scary this year. You think so? I think once they start gelling, once the team starts like getting a groove, I think they could, they could compete. Not for MLS Cup. There's no way it's going to happen, but... Okay, well, I think that, unless you have anything else to add, I think that's like a perfect segue into um, 
reviewing the current standings for Eastern and Western Conference and also talking about where we think team, teams are going to finish up. Oh, um, yeah, let's I'm do excited it. to hear what you're going to say about <laughs> where Whitecaps will finish because I feel like we might be on different ends of the spectrum there. Ah. But um, I will just do the Eastern Conference um, as quickly as possible. It's 15 teams, but um, at the top sits Cincinnati. They are currently unbeaten. Four wins, two draws, 14 points, plus four goal differential. Then you have Atlanta in second place. Four wins, one draw, one loss on 13 points, and also a plus four goal differential. And then rounding out the top three, New England Revolution. Four wins, one draw, one loss, plus two goal differential, and sitting on 13 points. So the goal differential separating Atlanta and New England there for second and third. And fourth, you've got Columbus with 10 points, NYCFC. In, or no, sorry, jumped ahead of myself a little bit there. In fifth, Nashville on 10 points as well nycfc in sixth on 10 points eight points my bad orlando city is in seventh on eight points philadelphia in eighth on seven points that's a little that's bit of, that's like a shocker that, that, is, so that is a shocker um defending supporter shield no lafc won supporter shield just edged them out but philly had a really great season last year so um i'm sure they are desperate to get things in order mm-hmm. based off of recent uh form great season last season went all the way to mls cup and lost in a thriller to um, LAFC. <laughs> Such a crazy game. I was watching That's the highlights so of that not too long ago. What an insane game. Um, okay. And then the bottom half of the table, we've got Toronto in ninth on seven points, but I think I think they'll they'll find their way up towards the top so, yeah. of the table. At least top five. Like an game back too. Yeah. Um, and then in tenth, Miami on six points. I don't know how I feel about them. Kind of indifferent. Um, Chicago in 11th on six points. The New York Red Bull on six points as well in 12th place. Then you've got DC United on five points. Yikes. Come on, Wayne Rooney. Um, Charlotte in 14th on five points. And then Montreal, dead last in the Eastern Conference on three points, minus nine goal differential, which is only worse than Real Salt Lakes. So a lot of work to do for Montreal. Um, that's To me, that's um, a really big disappointment. They should not yeah. be performing as such. I get they lost a lot of players, but like, and they lost their manager, but like, come on now. Like, yeah. Go that far down. Yeah, that's that's pretty. And granted, the the minus nine goal differential is from one, pretty much from one game. I mean, yeah, it's all from like five nil yeah. to Vancouver. But yeah, I'll kick it over to you to get us through the Western Conference. All right, uh, St. Louis City. There's nothing makes sense about this one. They are sitting at the top of the West with 15 hurts, points. Hurts you to say it, doesn't it? <laughs> For those who may not remember, or uh, we recorded this part, but I said that Austin was going to shit on their chest in the first game, and that St. Louis is going to be the worst team in the league. Turns out I'm wrong. You also hated on their jerseys. I did. Hardcore I did too. Hate their jerseys. Michael yeah. doesn't like anything about them. No, they're five. They're five and one right now. Ten. A ten plus ten goal differential is insane. It's the best in the league. Best in the league. Who would have thought? No, I don't think anyone. Anyone know? Yeah. Sounders sit comfortably in second in the West, thirteen points. Only lost one when they lost Cincinnati. Yep. LAFC dropped down to uh, third on eleven points after drawing against the Rapids this week. Nothing makes sense about that. Yeah. Minnesota United <laughs> sit in fourth on eleven points as well. Uh, LA LAFC is only above them on goal differential, mm-hmm. plus six versus plus three. Mm-hmm. One surprising, actually not really surprising, they did well last season. San Jose sit in fifth on ten points. FC Dallas sit in sixth with eight points. Austin to make a jump on the way back up now. It's in on seven, yeah, seventh place with seven points. Nice. Houston, eighth with six points. Whitecaps jumping back up, ninth with six points. Now we're down to the bottom. Gets a little sad from here. <laughs> uh, the t- Timbers are in tenth place, only five points. They've only won one game with a minus five goal differential. Yep. What a world that. Real Salt Lake in eleventh, three points. This is even worse. Minus ten. Yeah. Worse than the worse league. Worse than the league. Worse team in the league. They are not fun to watch. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> LA Galaxy. Sitting with only three points. That might with, be even more embarrassing. No, zero wins. Yep. Zero wins for the LA Galaxy. But I have a feeling they're going to turn around. They look like, uh, honestly, a championship-level team in the second half against the Sounders. So I think once okay. they actually like, okay. fix their shit. Hot take, but we'll talk more about it. Oh, yes. Sporting Kansas City. 
they're gar garbage as well. Three points at 13th place. And last place in the West, Colorado Rapids. Three points, minus six goal differential. They're not fun to watch either. They won the Western Conference like two seasons ago. Just and, and look at that, and now they're... Yeah, there's <laughs> so much parity in the MLS. You gotta love it. Like, anyone can beat anyone. Anyone can win the league regular it's season so or otherwise. Yeah. MLS. It's, I think it's because there's... There's so many teams. There's just so many teams, and there's and the roster rules canceled. Yeah, and the roster rules, the salary cap, the location of some of these teams, a lot that plays into it. Yeah, for sure. Um. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we will come back and talk about where we think these teams are going to end up. Let's do it. All right. Let's talk about predictions. Um, we don't have to go over every single spot where we think teams are going to finish, but let's talk about who we think is going to win each conference and then who's going to fill out the rest of those playoff spots. Let's do it. So we'll start with the Eastern Conference. Um, I think Cincinnati is going to take this. I think, think so? I, I, I think they will... Um, run away with it actually really? i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that um there are some really great teams in the eastern conference um even some teams that currently sit at the bottom um or towards the middle of the pack such as philadelphia toronto um who are respectively eighth and ninth right now i think they'll find their form and they'll push for top five mm -hmm. um but i think cincinnati will find consistency in winning ways and yeah. just run away with it yeah i mean they are fun to watch i'll admit that they're really fun to watch they didn't ever looked overwhelmed by the sounders and the sounders are probably one of the top five teams in mls at least at this point in time yeah and they and they looked comfortable yeah they like did they, they, they granted they were at home they had the home field advantage um but still like yeah and they've got some, I mean, they have some attacking players on that team who are really good players. Brenner, uh, Brendan Vasquez, um, the, the short midfielder. Acosta. Yeah, Acosta, thank you. Um, they And they have a couple other guys that can score goals too. So it's just like, yeah, they're really good. That's who I think is going to um, finish in first in the Eastern Conference. What are you, what are you saying? I would agree with you, but I'm thinking I'm gonna go out of a limb and think New England is gonna push up there. They've been fun to watch this this year. I never thought I would say that, especially with the Bruce Arena team. Yeah. But they're they're fun to watch. They're good. Mm-hmm. He has their team best team firing all cylinders. They all seem like committed to the project that they're building. He's just he's been so successful in MLS as a coach too. Like he Yeah, he knows how to win yeah, in the league. Yeah, he knows how to navigate the league. Yeah. So New England, all right. Well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll reconvene later in the season and see where <laughs> we're at. But um, the the rest of the table to me is looking like I'll probably put New England in second, um, Atlanta in third, and then Philly in fourth, Toronto in fifth. And then I'm going to, this one might be a little bit of a shocker, but Miami in sixth, and then uh, Nashville in seventh. I like it. Yeah. Miami, I can see that happening. My, I, I watched Miami only once this season, but um, I think they're a pretty good team. 
mm-hmm. the defense is where they will struggle a little bit. But I think their midfield and attack is yeah. They've got the guys to go and get them some goals to win some probably higher scoring games. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if they get their defense sorted out, they'll be set. Exactly. Um, what about you? Do you differentiate on that at all? Uh, I'm actually thinking Somewhere. Miami might go into fourth. Nice. I like it. I have a feeling Philadelphia. I think they will go on a run. They're a fantastic team. Yeah. Jim Curran's a good coach, but I think they'll maybe mask it sixth, maybe fifth place. Okay. Yeah. To be honest, something, something just doesn't seem right with their play this season. Yeah. Something's off. Yeah. Yeah. The one game actually that I watched in Miami was against Philadelphia, and um, Miami handled them yeah. really well. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. More of that MLS parody. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's pretty unpredictable. Like. We will likely look like jackasses on most of these. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> the end of the season. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, I guess we can move on to Western Conference. Yep, let's do it. Okay, I'll head this one off. Yeah. Uh, Sounders, I think Sounders going to take t- top number one spot. Okay. Okay. There are obviously a Sounders fan, but this is no bias. I really think they're going to be. One of the best teams in the league this year. Yeah, they, I mean they've got the pieces. To, yeah, and, to... and once everyone's everyone's healthy, so mm-hmm. LAFC is gonna hit second. I think they're gonna give them a run for their money. I think it's gonna be like maybe one Back to three forth. points. Yeah, difference between the two. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch. Number three, I think, will be San Jose. Ooh, okay. They are an interesting team this year. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I don't like saying that. Minnesota, they're... I think they're gonna stay in fourth. Okay. They're gonna ride that train throughout the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Whitecaps gonna hit fifth. I think once they figure out the actual shape and once the players figure out what their roles are, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna shoot up from there. Okay. The, the Bandy Sartini project is gonna be. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna get going. <laughs> uh, Dallas will be in sixth. They're gonna same thing. Gonna ride that train all the way through. Mm-hmm. Austin, Austin, and St. Louis. Those two are gonna change between that. Seventh and eighth position yeah. the entire time. They're obviously going to both make the playoffs because of the MLS's new stupid, stupid ass playoff rules. <laughs> Everyone <But> makes it. <laughs> I hate it, uh, but I really don't think St. Louis can keep this run going. They're not yeah. going to exit the top spot all season. Yep. And if be... they do, I'm, I'm going to cry. <laughs> it, I think if they do, it's a, it's a good thing. Like, it'll suck for you to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like. As far as the, um, it'll it will just help the league with its integrity. Yeah, I think. it would. Um, oh, and then the last spot in the playoffs is going to go to Galaxy. Okay, Ooh. I think they're going to find their way. Yeah. Oh wait. Okay. So do you have the Timbers making the playoffs? Nope. Okay. There, there's no way. They always find a way. They though, always man. find a way. But this season, I watched most of their games. Like the, again, no bias against the Timbers, and I hate them. Yeah. But they just don't look good this year. Something's just off. You don't... I, I just feel like with um, their new signing, Evander, uh, if him and uh, Eric Williamson can find some chemistry there in the middle of the pitch, I think that could spell trouble for a lot of Western Conference teams. Mm-hmm. And if anyone knows how to grind out a point here, three points there, it's, it's the, the Timbers. Timbers. What do you got though? What I would just, you change on my top I, I, nine? I don't want to commit to saying where the Timbers will finish within the spots that qualify for playoffs, but I do think it will be. 
I think they'll be right on the edge, but I think they'll make it. Yeah. I don't see them going like deep. Like a tiptoe type. Yeah, yeah. yeah they'll be a bubble team. Yeah. On uh, the, since we're in the um, right at the end of March Madness. <laughs> um, I. My philosophy with teams that I root for is um, prepare for the worst, hope yeah. for the best. So I I do think the Sounders will probably they'll definitely finish top five. They should finish top five. I don't think they'll win the Western Conference because I I just I can't I can't do it yeah. I can't commit to it because I don't want to be wrong about that. Um, That's fair. I'd rather say oh they'll finish second or third and then they actually um, go ahead and take the whole the whole Western Conference. So I'd probably put Sounders in second uh, just to be safe and then uh, LAFC in first. I think they might be. They're going through a weird, like, rut right now, LAFC is, but I watched them play against the Timbers, and they had, um, I wouldn't say they had a great game for 90 minutes, but they had stretches where they looked really good. Mm -hmm. So, I think a healthy and informed LAFC is, like I was saying about Atlanta, a scary thing for teams that they're going up against um and then where do you have san jose finishing third Whew. yeah i said it yeah it's I... it's crazy because i think the eastern conference has stronger teams mm, 1000%. but the western conference i feel like it's just so much closer the West is going to be interesting this year. Like, LA's in 12th, and you think they'll make the playoffs. I think they're going to take that last spot. It's not inconceivable, that's <laughs> for sure. I don't know. I think the only, the only like, big dispute I have is Sounders finishing in first. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, you have a good reason to not put them in first. Yeah. But, yeah, I think uh, some great – good teams in the west it's just kind of like anyone anyone could really finish top we saw colorado do it yeah. a couple seasons ago and they're in dead last now with no wins we have no wins so <laughs> we'll see um okay cool well let's just move right on into the next thing um it's more focused on one team one um group of supporters that being the la galaxy I don't know too much about this situation, so go ahead and brief us on it really quick, and then I will um, add in. Chime in whenever you. Yeah, and it mostly started once, basically started right off the bat was Chris, Chris Klein took over the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his like current position? Is he like the GM or is he like the chief? Like, is he, like, the COO? Is he the head he's, of a, he's a GM. Okay. So he is a GM, but right now he can't do anything until the next window. And why is that? Uh, because of the Christian Pavone deal that they did in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, he, obviously, most MLS fans will know he lit up the league that year. Mm-hmm. He's a stud. Yeah, he was. Uh, but the problem was Klein and the LA Galaxy, they registered him as a TAM player when mm-hmm. his salary and transfer fee was well over that 
Like, they tried to pull some shady stuff, and it did not work. Like Yeah, they got caught. They got caught instantly. Yeah. Okay, so that's where the sanctions come from. Yeah, and that's so Galaxy he... had to give up over a million dollars this season at the start. Mm-hmm. And I think another additional million, if I remember reading right, for next season. Yeah. And Klein can't do any business with LA Galaxy, so they basically right. can't make any transfers at all. Jeez. And so, and now, obviously, we just kind of talked about they're in 12th right now. They're absolutely struggling. Um, supporters are pissed off. And if you watched the Seattle and Galaxy game uh, on the weekend, you would have heard Twelman touching on it a little bit. Um, I think I saw this on Twitter, and I would have to agree that it's frustrating from the outside looking in that they brought it up in broadcast but they didn't mention anything about chris klein about the sanctions Mm. about why the sanctions are in place they just pretty much chalked it up to they're not performing so the fans are mad yeah and well, it's kind so, it's of like it's deep rooted into yeah, the team now. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Obviously, they Taylor Twelman and I can't remember who was calling the game with them. They know, they know all the information yeah. that we know, and probably even a little more. But they chose to not address it in that way. Yeah. And I think it it kind of seems like they've been given direction to not, not bring it to up. Yeah. bring it up in that way just say oh the fans are mad because the team's not playing well and one thing you mentioned to me before we started recording is there's been like no media coverage on this whatsoever Mm -hmm. which is so odd you would think like something this big like especially like we both follow european teams european leagues like every little thing gets covered Mm mm-hmm and there have been scandals in mls that have been covered extensively but no one will talk about this because it's la galaxy because it's like one of the best clubs in the league's history. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, yeah, that shouldn't make them off limits. No. Um, and it's not, I don't know. Those things are touchy because, you know, you don't want the players to um, take any backlash because they didn't do anything. Yeah. It was the front office. Um, yeah. And if you don't know, um, if you're just tuning in to MLS this season, um, the the supporters, the main supporters groups for LA Galaxy have boycotted going to games. Um, the atmosphere is dead. Yeah, it's dead in the stadium. It's a nice stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's honestly um, kind of cool to see supporters groups commit to it yeah um because if you watched any european soccer football whatever you'd like to call it you know that uh, manchester united supporters have been protesting very the, um yeah the ownership of the club glazers out i'm sure you've heard it if you um watch any of that um if you watch any of those games and they have done stuff in the past where they'll boycott the first 15 minutes of the game mm-hmm. and then they come in and they still do their cheers yeah. sing the songs yeah they still sing the, sing the songs for the players um, and 
but they're they're vocal about chanting Glazers out during every game too. Like it always happens home or away, mm-hmm. um, EPL or Europa League. Like they always chant it, which is great. But it's cool to see God, some supporters that yeah. they're, they're just saying we're not coming at all. Screw this! Mm-hmm. Like this guy needs to leave. Um, and I think they have a fair point. Yeah. Like why was he? Why did he do this shady business and he's allowed to keep his job? Why was he given an extension while doing all that shady yeah. business at the same time as well? So, yeah, I think the the fans want a more, like... Um, they want more, answers. Yeah, they want answers and they want there to be, like, better morals in the club. They, they want the club to be more transparent, sounds like. Um, yeah, I, I hope the best for the Galaxy because... Um, it just, I think about the players, yeah, and like what they're having to deal with because all this shit. Um, so I hope they can. I hope I think it'd be really great for the that team if they did make the playoffs. I do hope that you're right in your prediction <laughs> that they get that like last or last couple one of the last couple spots to get mm-hmm. into the playoffs. That'd be huge for them. That'd be a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all i've got on that is there anything you want to add it's got a little shameless plug here I, I do i'm gonna be writing an article about this and put into it be uh, trying to reach out to supporters supporters groups cool uh look out for it on uh, cascadia fc at cascadia fc on twitter yep gang gang do look out have, for that uh, do you have instagram we do not okay just twitter all right, at Cascadia FC. Just on, keep an eye out for that article. On it'll Twitter.com. Be, it'll be a it'll be a big one. I'm excited for it. Cool. Yeah, I definitely need to read that. Alrighty, guys. Well, that's all from us for match week six. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're all like really appreciative. Michael and I were talking about before the episode just how great the response has been. So seriously thanks to everyone um and yeah for next week max will be back so we'll have a full strength squad and um we will be obviously giving you game recaps then we'll be doing a fun little draft where we're gonna go through and draft do like a fantasy draft of um current free agents in the market and then um players whose contracts are expiring at the end of this season and most of these players are going to be coming from leagues outside of the united states we're kind of trying to um talk about players who we'd love to bring over to mls that would help um, make the league a little more spicy yeah (laughs) Yeah. more spicy i like yeah um and then we'll also be educating you on more mls teams um so yeah a lot of great stuff to look forward to I've been Ian. I'm Michael. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.